Woohoo. We are back after the wedding. Sorry we took a week off, but we were um, just drained and just really a mess after the wedding weekend. So we took last week off, but now we are back. I am in fact married. Very exciting. It did happen. Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so that's great. It all, uh, it all worked out. Any, uh, I don't know, any highlights, any key takeaways? <laughs> from the wedding <laughs> I mean there's a lot of good ones the, the only problem is like when I was trying to think about it is like last week I was almost like hey should we do like a mini episode to recap the wedding but the like thing about it was is like your wedding was really fun and emotional and nice which is like somewhat polar opposite to what this podcast is about so, so true. like so true yeah so like it, it it like your life and my life it was a very positive experience in terms of the realm of the pod it doesn't really add much to the pod just because like it wasn't really that negative so like I think it's a good thing overall but I'm just saying is like it doesn't really make for a fun podcast conversation no, it's so true. It's kind of like how we never talk about like positive, happy relationships on this pod because like, yeah. come on, I mean, how boring could you be, you know? <laughs> so my wedding was very similar. It was perfect. Everything was great. It was beautiful. Um, it, yeah, I have nothing else to say on that front. <laughs> no, my favorite though was uh, one of your bridesmaids. She's been on the pod too, but Kim, um, we were talking like beforehand and um, I think it was like whenever you you were doing like the first look photos so you did it with like Andrew's dad your dad and then eventually Andrew yeah so like we were saying about it and she was just all like yeah like I really didn't cry during my wedding except for like when I danced with my dad but like honestly it just like wasn't that emotional then like you come down the aisle and I hear Kim and Kim's Molly just sobbing just like <laughs> sobbing full on and like I had like some tears coming but I was like yo I'm like I need to like relatively hold it together, but like I hear Kim lose it. And I was like, man, fuck you, Kim. You said you're emotionally impervious. I'm really mad oh at you. Gosh. Quit crying. No, I know. <laughs> Kim's Kim, Kim, so funny. She's like, my own wedding? Meh. Sarah's wedding? Sobbing. Total breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It was very funny. No, and during the whole uh. ceremony, I could hear like, Molly and Kim behind me just like quietly sobbing the entire time and I was just like what's going on back there guys like is everything okay like <laughs> yes it was funny thank you for holding it together though <laughs> I mean I was crying but I wasn't just like sobbing I was just I just had some tears yeah but like... you weren't like you weren't like wailing like which I appreciate <laughs> you weren't just like like behind me like <laughs> no I had like two people I could like stare at fairly easily it was like I either looked at Andrew or Megan and yeah. so I would just divert my focus to whichever <laughs> one of those two people were was, not crying was not at sobbing moment. at that exact moment <laughs> yeah I know oh my gosh oh uh, man no you had a you had a really good wedding especially like I thought you did a good job keeping the number down too just because um big groups of people stress me out anyway but then like you didn't really have any like um uh what's the word for like superfluous people where it's just like I didn't really care about them everyone at your wedding was like super fun yeah I mean that was my whole point is like I don't want a giant wedding where like I don't care about people who are there like I only want people there who are like yeah. I, I feel strongly about them actually being there so that was like my whole point with keeping the guest list down but I felt like it was really good like and I, I for the most part got to talk to everyone pretty much there were a few people I missed but I for the most part I kind of got to interact with everyone which you really can't do that if it's more than like 60 or 70 people I mean 
just like the number the time in the uh, in the event space you just don't have enough to like go around and talk to everyone so yeah highly recommend not doing a huge wedding <laughs> yeah, I will not. oh man all right well are we ready to get into some stories yeah let's do it excellent you are up first so you got to give me your opinion. So am I the asshole one? So give me your opinion on the title and then I'll read it, okay? Am okay. I the asshole for suggesting that my friend wear a bra or thicker shirt before coming over? Oh, oh geez. Okay, I, so I'm assuming the friend is female since yes. they said bra or shirt. Yes, um, correct. And, but I, I don't know who is like what is the the gender of the person writing it it is a female too also a female okay interesting so that leads me to believe there's some kind of weird like jealousy issue with her maybe her partner or something i don't know i'm gonna say maybe yes she is the asshole but let's check it out so i thought the same thing i saw the title and i was like this is a person who's the asshole and we've like somewhat had these stories so i was like Let's see it. But like, I just like, I'm that, trying to figure out what could be so offensive. Like, is she just like, like, like nips out? Like, so this is what on? got me though. It's like the, like, uh, cause usually like Reddit will say like the overall consensus is like asshole or not the asshole. So this got the not the asshole like signature. And so I was like, okay, okay. well that means I'm intrigued then. Yeah. Interesting. I was like, okay, I got to see where this goes. Cause like my instinct was wrong. So let's see what happens. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. So she's so she says off the bat, please bear with me and read post before judging. So like clearly okay. like something's interesting. Okay, so I have a six month old and I started allowing visitors. My best friend came to visit and I texted her suggesting she wear a bra or a thick shirt if she plans to hold my son because he grabs nipples very hard and my friend has hers pierced and has told me that they are very sensitive. I explained this to her and she ignored my messages but came over anyway nipples poking through her shirt and my six-month-old was starting hands ready i offered to give her a sweater and she looked at me sideways and suggested i was sexualizing her breast and she isn't covering up i explained that i wasn't the case but she didn't hold on she didn't want to hear me i respectfully respected her decision and asked if she still wants to hold the baby she grabbed my son from me and within five minutes he has a death grip on her nipples and she jumped up screaming in pain and pulled him off of her I said, that's why I suggested a bra. This made her even more mad and said, no, you suggested that because you're a misogynist. And I was so confused and she left abruptly. She kept telling our mutual friends that I was sexualizing her breasts and was trying to make her wear a bra or I wouldn't welcome her, but that isn't what happened. Am I missing something? I feel like her reaction is really uncalled for. So what do you think now? Okay, that's such an interesting issue. Yes. But like, I just, yes. <laughs> on so many levels, this is just such a bizarre issue. But I mean, I guess I understand her her argument of, of like, hey, you may want to like wear a shirt, like, because it's a literal baby who is like drawn to nipples. Like, that's not like a, you know, I don't know. There, there's nothing like, misogynistic or anything about this like it's a baby it doesn't know what it's doing so like I don't know it's just like <laughs> I feel like she's getting really offended when like she's just saying like no like factually speaking like my baby will grab at nips if it sees them like 
the end (laughs) yeah no i agree because like okay if someone asked me to wear a bra i'd be like well fuck off and but like if someone to me was like hey even though you're a dude i got this baby six months old he's gonna like grab your nips really hard i'd probably be like okay like maybe i should be wearing a bra though yeah or like a a thicker shirt like if you were going over to hang out with a baby and you had very prominent man nips and you're wearing like a skin tight tank top or something like mm-hmm. i mean yeah same thing maybe you should cover that up because the baby is going to be grabbing them like yeah wow what a what a conundrum right <laughs> so, that is like the like of all the ways i thought that could go i did not yep. come up with that scenario at all that's very funny no that's why i had to read it because i was like yo this is the exact opposite of how i thought this story was yeah, gonna go i thought but... it was gonna be like a yeah. boyfriend jealousy thing or like mm-hmm. something weird i don't know. or maybe even like they had like like she had little kids or something and was like oh my god they can't see nipples or whatever which even then i would have been like grow up you know but like if it's literally like for the person's own like nipple safety like come on (laughs) yeah I just thought it was like a girl who was like jealous of her another friend and like had like a boyfriend or something like that like that's what I thought yeah that's like the typical one yeah Mm -hmm. like can you cover up when you're coming over like yeah oh wow what a plot twist it was all right so my stories this week I pulled from a really good um really good reddit thread um and someone asked what is the worst thing that has happened at a high school reunion party that you attended? Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I was like, that's a fun rabbit hole to go down. Let's find out. And these stories like do not disappoint. So I'm just going to read the three of these. So this first one is just like wild and hilarious. All right. My sister, my now husband and I were all in the same graduating class. Plus my husband's best friend, whose name is something like John Smith, AKA it's very common. He was very popular in high school and a super nice guy who stood out in a crowd. If you didn't know him, you certainly knew of him. Anyway, the 20 year reunion rolled around and only my sister went. She called right after and was very upset. Apparently there was a huge memorial wall for John Smith who had just died. None of us knew. It was awful, but then my husband was like, wait, we literally just saw him. He called John up and was like, Hey, dude, are you dead? No, no, not dead. Surprised, but not dead. It turned out the other, less popular John Smith had died. They made a lovely memorial for the wrong guy. We still run into people to this day who see him and are like, hey, aren't you supposed to be dead? (laughs) Oh my God. Great. That's great. (laughs) No. (laughs) Poor guy. Poor unpopular John Smith or whatever. (laughs) Dude, that would be like emo high school me's like worst nightmare. Like that I died and yet people were like, oh, who? Like that's like emo me's worst possible nightmare. Oh my gosh. What a what a sad turn of events. I know. Oh boy. So yeah. Oh, poor guy. Oof. I know. God, as if high school reunions aren't bad enough. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's why this thread intrigued me. I was just like, yeah, high school reunions are already cringe. So like, let's see how bad they can really get. <laughs> so this is a random pull, but have you ever seen the movie uh, Zach and Mary make a porno? Yes. 
the high school reunion part of that is like one of my favorite scenes of any movie and then like when Seth Rogen like hits on that one lady who's like husband's like hitting on another lady he's like hey want to hook up she's like I will give you a hand job in the bathroom he's like done (laughs) (laughs) and that to me is like the best possible outcome you can hope for yeah high school reunion I mean that's yeah it doesn't get any better than that We can all hope to have as successful high school reunions as that. (laughs) All right. So let's see. My next one is, uh, it's another Am I the Asshole for demanding my husband uh, pay me the $1,000 he spent behind my back. Spoiler alert. I don't think she's the asshole in this situation. Yeah, somehow I doubt it. (laughs) But hey, you never know. This could be another crazy plot twist. Let's find out. (laughs) I don't know. Some of these lately, I'm like, yo, these are not going the way I think they are. Uh, This one kind of does. Um, We'll see. I want your opinion once this is over. Okay. uh, Because I have some updates to share. Oh, okay. I'm ready. Okay. My husband's 33 and I'm 31. We used to have a two-income home, but in 2020, we lost our home and one of our incomes is. We moved to a smaller apartment, and I had to sell many things and give up mostly our costly habits. My husband was an expensive habit of going to the spa for a weekly massage session. We live in an urban area, so stuff like this is ridiculously expensive. A single session is $250, and he has to have a week, so that'd be nearly $1,000 a month. I offered to have him have his session at a regular spa, but no, he has to get it from that luxurious spa near the restaurant we used to go to, saying the lady who gives him the massage is an expert and he's used to her. Problem is, I'm the only income earner and I'm struggling to make ends meet. I'm also pregnant and need to save money to prepare a nursery. I told him to cut his sessions, but he refused. I told him I won't be paying for them anymore and he said he'd get get the money himself. Yesterday, I checked and saw that he's been using my credit card for his sessions for a whole month and had maxed out completely. I found that out when I went shopping for the baby essentials and the cashier said I had no money. So I had to return everything, then went home and went off on him. I told him he maxed out my card and made me look like an idiot in the store. He said he didn't tell me because he knew I'd have an issue with it. I demanded that he pay the $1,000 he spent, but he refused. I yelled at him calling irresponsible and he got upset and called me selfish and told me to stop playing victim and that this is affecting both of us since he's going to be a parent too and it's stressful for him and I keep dismissing his own needs as a human. I went upstairs and he went out. He started giving me silent but I kept demanding the money back. He said I shouldn't be expecting it back since we're married and my money is his technically and I should stop using his unemployment against him. So what do you think so far? Uh, yeah, I think I was correct in the initial assumption. <laughs> so what do you think about his massage sessions? I mean, I think they're definitely happy ending massages, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> yeah, that's like what everyone in the comments is being like, yo. I was like, I... That's, I was like yo, that's no normal massage. I'm just telling you right now. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you could get a massage easily for less than $100. Like, I got a nice yeah. massage at that, too. Like, not even like a like shitty massage. Like, a, you get a decent one for like 80 100, 100 bucks. So yeah, like yeah, 250 no for, for like a special like I like that he says to like a special lady like he has to have the same lady too for this like yeah this seems yeah, very like sure uh, of course you have to have a special lady 
Yeah, so she hasn't updated herself uh, on there, but all the comments are like, yep, this be sex. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Are there any updates? No, sadly. And this was like a couple of days ago too. So like, I know like people on Reddit do a throwaway, but I was hoping she'd be like, so yeah, it was sex. Like I was waiting for it, but it still hasn't happened yet. Wow. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, she is not, in fact, the asshole. No, not at all. Cool. Um, all right. So my next one from the high school reunion um, horror series. No, I like these. These are so good. Uh, okay. Some girl confessed to cheating on her high school sweetheart, thinking enough time had passed that it wouldn't bother him. She thought wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this was our 10-year reunion, and the two of them hadn't seen each other in years. As far as I know, they broke up shortly after high school ended. After she broke the news, somewhat nonchalantly, the guy flipped out and slapped her, then started, then started screaming at her. She ran away, at which point he broke down, said something about wasting his high school years, and left. <laughs> we still managed to have a good time, even after all that, though, which was nice. <laughs> what a dramatic turn of events dude like literally if any of my exes were like hey yeah i just like cheated on this dude that you didn't know about i'd be like okay you'd be like, like yeah what yeah i mean that relationship's like? over so yeah okay i'm like probably made the right decision there like it's not that big of a deal why is he so mad about something like especially like 10 years gone too like 10 years later had a total fucking breakdown <laughs> And it was probably something lame too that the girl like gave another dude a hand job. Like I'm like, yeah, I'm no, Betty, this is like really sure. sad and lame too, like sure. to be mad over. Oh my god. <sighs> yep. Oh geez. <laughs> Great. <laughs> anyway, what's your next one? Okay, I'm really happy about this one. Um, I'm not gonna read the title because it kind of gives it away, but it's pretty short, and I just really like it a lot. So she's 24 and got proposed to two months ago. My fiance, Jax, who's 28, has a younger brother, Jacob, 23, who I went to college with. When I was in college, I slept around a lot and was pretty known for that. My fiance knew this and so did his brother. Jacob was quite a bit of a jokester, so he liked to bring it up frequently at family gatherings, birthdays, holidays, etc. My fiance and his family often told him to stop when they saw I was uncomfortable with it. Last night, it was Jacob's birthday dinner. Me, my fiance, and a lot of his friends and a few younger family members were there. Jacob started getting more drunk and started cracking unfunny jokes. Some included him saying how he was surprised I never took the chance to sleep with him in college. Being fed up and a little bit drunk, I told him I wouldn't sleep with him if my life depended on it. He got pissed and kept silent. The dinner was awkward for the rest of the time. My fiance said some of his family said that I didn't do anything wrong. They even have been waiting for me to tell him that. This morning, I woke up to text from Jacob friends telling me I'm a whore and a bitch and I don't do anything wrong, but my friends requested that I post this on here to get an outside opinion. So yeah, she's the clearly not the asshole at all. And like, honestly, I do think that dude like clearly deserved that. Wow, yeah, Jesus. <laughs> What also, a... like, I think he weirdly wants to sleep with her, too. Like, it does seem that way a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm, yeah, maybe a little. <laughs> oh, 
All right. So this this one's a doozy. A doozy. Oh, it really is. Yep. Uh, my ten-year reunion was hosted at a nice hotel banquet hall and had a decent turnout, more than a hundred people. There was one guy I'd known all throughout high school who was also a well-known stoner. I'll call him Chris. Chris walks into the banquet hall, stops in his tracks, turns around in a very slow circle, surveys the entire room. He then says, whoa, and looks visibly alarmed. Once his eyes settle on me, I say, hey, Chris, long time no see, man. He slides over to me and whispers in my ear, this is really weird. I'm pretty sure I know every single person in this room. That's when I realized he's wearing the same clothes as the banquet hall workers. Oh my God, Chris is working as a server at his own high school reunion. Oh no. He had no clue what is happening. <laughs> I walk him out to the front lobby and explain it's our 10 year high school reunion. He is mortified and beyond embarrassed. He was never contacted and didn't even realize it had oh, no. been 10 years since we graduated. He just knew he was working another catering gig in a never ending series of catering gigs. I make him take me to his manager and explain what's happening. I tell the manager there is no way this guy is working his own high school reunion. Awesomely, the manager agrees. We find a different suit jacket and tie for him and I take Chris back to the party. He ended up having a good night. That's really wholesome. It wow. actually was like a really nice turn of events at the end. I know. I was like, let's end on a happy one. Like that one's actually really sweet. And it seems like this guy was like a nice friend, you know, who was like, hey man, like let's fix this. <laughs> like, oh no, I like that the manager was like, yeah, dude, like that's kind of awkward. Let's not make you do that. That's yeah, really nice. No, good people all around in this story actually. And like no one like called him out or like laughed at him or anything. So actually it seems like it went well, but just, oh my God, imagine walking into your oh reunion gosh. not knowing going into your reunion <laughs> i love how he's like i know everyone in this room that's so crazy like <laughs> uh, i also want to say i think this guy smoked a little too much weed <laughs> like, <laughs> dude he really did i can't imagine he like didn't get notified because like i get notified events like from high school and like i wasn't I popular like no one really gave that much of a shit about me in high school but, like no. i even still get stuff so yeah like it's fine <laughs> oh my gosh so good all right well on that note, we will take a little break. And when we come back, we have a special guest coming on with us to discuss what is quite possibly the greatest show of all time. <laughs> Be right back. Hey, are you needing a dessert for your upcoming birthday, wedding, or bar mitzvah? Well, maybe look a little further than Milk Bar. One, this is actually a real place and not the place where the rapists in a clockwork orange hang out. Two, we actually tried to use the milk bar on this very podcast. Sarah booked them for her wedding. Guess what? They didn't deliver her fucking cake. She ended up using offer code not so casual and went to the grocery store the night before like a fucking champ. But anyway, let's go back to hating on milk bar. Milk bar, we suck and we don't deliver cakes to events like we're supposed to. Seriously, fuck those guys. And we're back. And for this second half, we have a special segment where we have actually called in a special guest because we needed more people to discuss this with. So we are going to be talking about the, the Netflix series, The Ultimatum. Um, and we have our special guest, Molly, here to weigh in because we all watched this together, um, partially together, um, over like the wedding weekend and just 
like so many thoughts, but Molly, you're actually the one who brought this show to my attention. So why don't you give us like a little background? <laughs> okay. So I watched both seasons of Love is Blind, loved it and hated it at the same time. So at the season finale of Love is Blind, they talked about this new show, The Ultimatum, which just looked amazing. The premise was like, this is going to be trash and this is going to be so good. So it came out the day I was flying to San Diego for the wedding. So I watched the first episode before I left and then I downloaded three episodes for the plane. (laughs) So by the time Sarah picked me up, I was like, this show is great. You have to watch it. (laughs) <laughs> yes. so, <laughs> this was like her urgent which, pressing news when I like did. picked her up from the airport <laughs> she's like let me tell you about this show <laughs> so the basic premise of the show is it takes six couples who are in a relationship and it makes it seem like they've been in the relationship for years but majority of them a year and a half two years there's no one over, um, there's no one over three years. Yeah. yeah. Like I think the longest also, one is like two and a half or something. And I don't think anyone is over the age of 30. The oldest person on the show is, is 30. 30. Yeah. yeah. So, but one individual in the couple wants to get married. The other one doesn't. So the one gives the other an ultimatum, which is the name of the show. So they break up. And they date each other Yes. for a week. And then they have to live with the one that they choose for three weeks. Then they move back in with their original couple or their original partner for three weeks. Chaos ensues. <laughs> that that's like oh that's like a one one statement summary of the show just chaos ensues yeah no truly yeah it is just the most unhinged garbage you can imagine and it's so good like it's so perfect it's truly like they were like hey let's take every like reality tv dating show trope or concept and just kind of like smash them together and see what happens. Like, it's so wild. The stakes are like weirdly high. Like, it's just, it, it's perfect. Like, it's perfection. Like, I feel like we should address that like Nick and uh, what's Vanessa Lachey. Lachey. <laughs> so they are the yeah. Love is Blind hosts. And then now they are also the hosts <laughs> of The Ultimatum. So they're kind of what like, ties the shows together. And they get in the first episode of the ultimatum they they give this like whole weird premise of like the background of why they created this show or whatever and they're basically saying like yeah like Vanessa gave Nick an ultimatum when they were dating and then they actually ended up breaking up for a while and each dating another person but then it made them appreciate each other more and they came back to each other and then that's when they ultimately ended up getting married because they like realize that they were right for each other so they're trying to give it this like weird like oh this is like real scientific like this totally works or whatever (laughs) and that's like their their whole premise for the show basically but it's just so it's so chaotic it's so it's so good (laughs) my favorite thing though is like once they say that they immediately come back and are like 
yeah, uh, psychologists say it doesn't work, but it worked great for us. <laughs> like they immediately retract that. Like, it's great. I love it. It's like maybe yeah. one of my favorite parts. It's so good. Yeah, no, they, they just, they just saw this and they're like, we love messy, chaotic drama. And here's what's going to happen. Like, it's just so this, the premise of all their shows are crazy, but I know this is like mm-hmm. a new level. It's so good. So should we talk about like some of the couples on this show? Maybe we yeah. can just highlight a few of our favorites. <laughs> should we start with, I mean, I think we have to start with the, well, I don't know if anyone's going to watch it, but Lauren and Nate. Oh, Lauren and Nate. Okay. Yeah. We should say right now, like, don't listen to this. If you like, haven't watched the show slash like care at all about like spoilers, because we're going to talk yeah. about what happens in the show. Yeah. Just disclaimer so, right now. Skip ahead. If you don't want to hear this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, Lauren and Nate. So Okay. of the couples nate was the only male that gave the ultimatum no no colby 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 and nate were the two who gave the ultimatum but nate's was a little more nuanced because nate's ultimatum was i want to get married but like once we're married like i want kids is was his big thing and like Lauren, his girlfriend, was undecided on whether she wanted to have kids or not. And she didn't want to feel the pressure of like, if I agree to marry you, you're going to want kids. And then I'm like going back on my word or whatever. So that was basically her argument. So then she finds Colby and starts chatting it up with Colby. Yes. And things are going well. Mm -hmm. Colby chooses her. Mm Mm-hmm. In the choosing ceremony. The choosing <laughs> ceremony. I, I love that. I love that part. <laughs> they all sit at the table and just like stare each other down. <laughs> yeah. It's like the bachelor's rose ceremony. <laughs> it's so good. They, but more it, awkward. Yeah, no, they like strategically made it as awkward as possible with just like the seating arrangement and stuff. Like yeah. they just have them sitting at this long table, all just staring each other down. It's so, and, they, and one by one, they have to stand up and literally like point at someone and be like, I choose you. <laughs> it's like Pokemon. It's so bad. Yeah. I choose you, Lauren. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then Lauren is about to choose Colby. Yes. And then Nate is like, wait, hold up. Yes. And proposes. Yes. Right after another couple had just proposed. (laughs) Which we don't really need to talk about because they're just like "Eh." No, they're the most boring couple. They they both just realized no one else wanted them. So they went back to their each other basically. They were like, shit, no one likes us. (laughs) But I just don't understand. None of their problems were solved. None. Like nothing had been resolved. Still doesn't want kids. He still does. This, and this is a week. Like nothing had radically changed in a week. Like no, he was so, just butt hurt that no one was choosing him. Yeah, he was so mad. So my theory about this is, um, I think that so whenever they like did the Buzzfeed thing of like breaking down like what actually happens with this, essentially to me it seems like it, they just chose six couples who were about to be engaged and just threw them in this because like they didn't even really know what they were getting into. Mm. so my theory is the person who issued the ultimatum is the person that wanted to be on the show so for that couple it would have been nate so nate wanted to be on the show and stuff like that whereas warren like didn't really give a shit so i think like nate was sad that like he had declared his love for like five other people and they all said like no to him basically and so like lauren knew it lauren knew like she and colby hit it off but like 
yeah it's like whatever like I knew this dude for a week so she like knew their issues weren't really solved she was just like whatever he wants out so like I love this dude I'll give him an out and it was so funny too because like I I, I think you're right it, like the people who issued the ultimatum seemed to be the people who wanted to come on the show yep. but it was just yeah. really funny because it I feel like it totally backfired for like all of them like yeah. It, yeah. it was so great like the people who like April's thing especially hearing oh. her like behind the scenes thing about how like she like Jake literally was going to like propose and then like she ruined it by like dragging him on the show and then she completely lost him but maybe that means it worked because if he had proposed I don't think they would be together oh no they were not so maybe it worked couple, in that regard yeah it works in like the big picture of things I mean these couples are all trash like none of them should be together it's the issue I think that's like the overarching core concept here is like no one on this show has any business getting married to yeah. anyone in their present state, but especially not each other. Like, yes. That's the biggest takeaway. Like, and they also, all they're so, Yes, and they're all so young is the other thing. They're like, I'm 24. We've been dating a year and a half. Where's my ring? And I'm just like, dear God, like, Ugh. you can't even rent a yeah. car, chill. Like, well, actually, like, I will say this, that Colby and uh, Madeline, I think they should be together because they really don't like them with anyone else. They, I mean, they deserve each other in all their shitty glory. They're just such a weird couple. Here's, here's my theory. I think, I think that Colby is just loaded. Like, I just think he's really rich. And I think she, like, Madeline literally just married him. Like, to Well, have he got her pregnant couple. pretty easily, too. So he might be loaded in another way. Ayo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I, I literally just think there's, like, something else there that we're not seeing. I, I bet he's probably rich. And she was just like, I want to have, like, a nice, comfortable life. And was like, okay, cool. I'll just be, like, a stay-at-home mom now. Like, I literally think, like, that's, like, Madeline's path. He was always in a robe, too. Like, who wears a robe that often? Colby was, like, constantly wearing a robe. Yeah, And a cowboy hat. A robe and a cowboy hat. It was a weird vibe. He also walked around shirtless a lot and, like, not to body shame, but I just felt like he didn't really have, like, the body that, like, you should be confident enough to really, like, again, love body confidence. But I was just like, dude, you're on, like, like a national tv show maybe you should just like put a shirt on when you're like walking around your hotel room like i don't know i mean like i wouldn't walk around shirtless like on a tv show and i'm pretty confident i was just kind of like that's an interesting choice there colby like yeah Yeah. i don't know he was a lot so madeline and colby he issued the ultimatum because he wanted to get married yeah she and she literally and she like literally hated him like let's be clear like So of course, at the finale or at the reunion, they're married and seven months pregnant. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Yes. (laughs) What I didn't get is like, on the reunion, they like, I feel like they should have addressed some more of the like things they presented as issues because literally Madeline was going around telling everyone like Colby didn't fuck her enough and she like (laughs) wanted to have more sex. Like that was like her whole thing. Yeah, that was a specific issue she brought up. And then like, she was saying like she made the weird comment about like oh it's just it was just hard trying to keep him from getting me pregnant like I don't know it was like such a weird vibe I didn't understand it yeah she like tried to bone Randall all the time too like Mm -hmm. she was very upset that Randall did not want to have sex remember the night she was like crying and like threw a fit because like yeah he wouldn't bone her yeah 
And then she no, like, like went taking to, like, the her... dogs first. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then he like she like went to his like I guess fiance slash like girlfriend and was just like, yo, we cuddled and he got a boner, which is like <laughs> the most high school thing I've ever seen on a reality show. It was truly great. There was too much boner talk on this show. I'm telling you, like it was, it was, it was, it was a weird vibe. Like people just kept talking about boners. Then they're like, he touched my boner. And I'm just like, what? Like, (laughs) I mean, all of the girls nights were so uncomfortable because they're the girls nights were chatting with their current boyfriend's ex who they almost married. Like it, and talking about like what they did wrong in the marriage or not in the marriage, but in the relationship. They're all like, well, maybe if you just listen to him more like <laughs> I do. And they're like, yeah. bitch, bitch, you've known him one week. <laughs> right. <laughs> so good. But yeah, you don't please him though. like I do. <laughs> so bad. Oh. But that's the thing is they're all like, wow, I have this amazing connection with this person. It's all sunshine and roses. Like everything's perfect. Like, and then the, the original person is like, yeah, because you've only been dating a week. Of course, everything's perfect. Like you've never had to deal with like any sort of real world issues as a couple like we have. And like, I think like that was a valid argument. I'm just like, yeah, of course, everything's great when you've only known someone a week and you're just like, oh my Mm -hmm. God, they're so hot. Like it, Uh. (laughs) yeah it's just it's bad all around I I also loved like the the meetings that they would do with people's like friends and families like Mm -hmm. because like people were just so unhinged also like that people's relatives and stuff like I love like Madeline's just all being like so fuck Colby I hate Colby like her friends her mom like everyone was like get this guy out of here (laughs) and like they did address that in the reunion and she's like my friends will just like go with whatever I want like if I'm all about Colby they'll be all about Colby if I hate Colby they hate Colby I'm like those are not best type of friends to have like you want them to be like hey this is a problem and have it be a problem and yeah. not just it be a problem because you think it's a problem I don't know if that made sense but. no it's true like I mean I was like those don't sound like great friends then like <laughs> but no. like, yeah I I mean I still don't think her mom likes Colby she didn't really address yeah. that but I yeah I just I don't know I think that's also why they rushed on the marriage thing too is like when they're like let's get engaged and married like right now before anyone can try to like talk us out of it or like talk sense into us because we know that everyone's going to be against this like yep. <laughs> oh, it was rough out yeah there. her friends were very chuggy like some of the most chuggy people I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> well, life Madeline is like the most chuggy person I've ever seen mm-hmm. like yeah it's oh she was bad yeah um let's talk about ray and her journey though i mean she's man she was uh, quite a roller coaster so we all thought you know so ray and jake jake was originally with april and then zay was originally with ray zay is a piece of shit i really yeah. have no- i really have nothing else to say about zay other than he seems no. like a garbage human like he wasn't yeah. interesting he wasn't like deep like he didn't say anything like he was just like this ball of toxic masculinity kind of walking around on this show so I mean Uh great she did not end up with with Zay they broke up before they like officially before they even like made it to the finale which was good I think the other thing we need to address is that during Ray's like talking head at the very beginning 
yeah. they asked her what she loved about him and she literally like, couldn't answer <laughs> yeah she was like she next was like, question can we go to the next question and they're like that's the last question and she's like oh like she literally like could not say what she liked about him <laughs> and then like she starts talking to jake in like the mini dates the first week and is immediately like pouring out her life story to him and like i mean i I theorize that Zay was like abusive on like a number of levels because we saw a little well, glimpse of it in their fight when in the mm-hmm. end when they finally broke up like and well, she was quick to violence too yeah like she like punched him and but then yeah. he was like grabbing her arm and she was like let go of me and like they just and had, he like, wouldn't a- let her leave the house yeah it was yeah it was not good so glad they broke up good yeah and then zay also just like ended up with like no one and we just like did not change at all zero growth no. from zay the entire no. show <laughs> <laughs> um but then meanwhile ray met jake who was with april originally and they had like an instant connection they had this great connection the entire show at the end of the show like they agree to like kind of like date slash like go on a trip together and you're like, oh, cool. Like they're going to date and like things are going to be good for them. And then but at the first, reunion. But first oh, yeah. Jake said to April when they broke up, he said, I'm not going to run off with Ray. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. <laughs> then he's like, sort Ray, you want to go on a trip? Like, <laughs> yeah, he literally ran off with Ray, which is hilarious. But then at the reunion, they like had them seated together, but then we find out like they never went on a trip. They never even really dated. Like it kind of just like immediately fizzled. And then Ray started dating a woman. So Ray has really been on like a full journey. (laughs) I wonder if they'll bring her back for the next season. That would be so fun actually. I hope so because yeah. So for those who haven't heard, they're doing a second season (laughs) and it's going to be like lgbtq plus like only basically which i am so excited for i think it's gonna be so good super messy super good yeah um, what we want it, it's what we yeah. need it's what we need yeah <laughs> I, I i i hate this show and i need like 10 seasons of it like it's it's the best <laughs> and worst thing to ever happen to me so looking forward to that but yeah ray really went on a full full character arc um yeah and then i think the the plot twist one that really got me that I was not expecting was Shanique and Randall who <laughs> actually like came out of this stronger and wiser which was like so <laughs> unexpected they were like my least favorite couple the entire time just because I thought they were so boring like they just were so boring and kind of toxic like they just like yeah they didn't know how to like communicate at all they didn't really like argue like they would just get in these like weird fights about nothing like Randall would say like one thing and Shanique would like turn it around and be like you're you're, like basically like you're gaslighting me I can't talk to you when you're like this and like storm out of the room and stuff it was just really bizarre but then like they came out of this like they got engaged at the end of the show and they're Mm -hmm. excited but then we find out that they actually called off the engagement and like backpedaled and like we're still together but like now taking it slow and like they were able to like reflect about their issues and like they think they were like we're saying how they were stronger now and I'm just like how did you two come out of this as with the most character growth of anyone on the show like how did this happen like and Shanique's hair was amazing 
Shanique's hair was wild. It was oh, like loved it. Shanique's hair was like Marilyn Monroe hair. Yeah, <laughs> she went for it. You know whose hair was not good though? Yep. Jake. <laughs> oh, what did Jake do to his hair in the reunion? He had like a bowl oh. cut, but like with dreads. So like you like combined dreads and a bowl cut, and you got whatever the heck it that was... was, and it was so bad. It was the worst thing I've ever seen. It was incredibly bad. <laughs> like oh jake oh honey oh god yeah but yeah and then there's our queen april who is just she's my favorite chaotic but i love her she's still she's my favorite like character from the show just because i feel like she is truly like a living like character (laughs) like she just like doesn't feel real like the stuff she says like her whole persona is just wild to me but you know so she now talks she's about dating. herself in third person yeah yes. she did she was Which like this was hilarious time <laughs> it was to shine great. yeah she's like i'm just doing oh. april april needs to do this like i know i, I love that for her she <laughs> I, I felt like honestly like she was one of the the more like real people on the show mm-hmm. in that like she would call out people's bullshit oh yeah and, like yeah. Say I mean what, at the and, choice dinner she and like, like say what everyone was cool. thinking yeah like mm-hmm. and I felt like just like she was actually like taking the show like seriously I mean as seriously as you can take the, in this reality tv <laughs> show but I felt like she she was delusional in her love for Jake but I feel like she was actually taking the process seriously like she was trusting the process um, yeah and now she's dating some guy that she seems very happy with all over her Instagram. he's hot too but yeah man. so like good for her you know looks like i mean they're pretty now. hot together like that yeah. the video yeah Ooh. yeah definitely well, so good for april it seems like it all worked out great for her <laughs> and it's funny too because um i like that she like that jake after the show keeps like trying to trash her as like fame hungry but I'm like, yo, like that's what any reality TV show person that goes on there is like searching for. Like even the dudes on that show and even like you, Jake, are like searching for fame and shit. So like, oh, I don't yeah. know. Like, I don't think that that's a really valid, a valid argument against her that much. No, Especially- I, and, and he did not have to come on the show with her at no. the end of the day. Like, nope, he didn't actually like he was not forced at gunpoint like to go on this show like he could have said no to april and said no i don't want to go on the show like but he did so like he is maybe he didn't want to do it as much as she did but he could have said no and he didn't so i mean i don't really want to hear his argument that like oh she's the one who dragged me on or whatever yeah especially since he already had an engagement planned and my favorite part was when they had his mom on there and he was like april sucks i'm i'm in love with like uh ray now and like and his mom was like you literally told me like a week ago how much you loved like april she's like april's awesome what are you talking about and he was just like uh (laughs) like she was like probably my favorite person on the show i loved her so much jake's mom was amazing yeah yeah like she openly was just like go back to april like what are you doing like right in front of ray (laughs) yeah my favorite april quote was she was just like yo i got my own money i bought these titties and then like the other favorite quote was uh shanique when she was just like she was mad at randall for not like 
for like presumably hooking up with Madeline, even though like Shanique like had sex with Zay, questionable yeah. choice. Uh, yeah. But then she was just, she mm-hmm. was just like, "Yo, you were supposed to sit in the corner and miss me." That was my favorite thing ever. I loved it so much. <laughs> that was the funny part. The people who issued the ultimatum are like in the like like sitting there like devastated and then the people who like got forced to come on the show or whatever are over there just having like a great fucking time with the yeah. new person they just met that they're like making out with like which is so funny like the way it played out like, <laughs> I was like oh man you played yourself there <laughs> yeah I cannot wait for season two that's so yeah. so excited oh my god all right. Well, I guess that about wraps up the ultimatum. But yeah, if you have not watched this beautiful piece of garbage, please do so immediately. Like, it's extremely <laughs> urgent that you do this. And I mean, we just spoiled all of it. <laughs> we spoiled all of it. But honestly, well, like, we can't capture, oh, yeah. like, just the moments of actually watching it. Like, uh, yeah, you, you can still benefit from watching this, even if you even if you know what's going to happen like it's still worth I mean it, April I like standing on a chair like pretending to twerk or shake her oh, butt or whatever she was oh doing oh my gosh her reenactment great. of Ray twerking Ray. so <laughs> it's golden so good oh my gosh yeah also I who said I can't even remember who said this but I love the quote where it was like a talking head and, and she was like I stay in the gym. I cook. I clean. I know how to fuck. Like, like, yeah. and I thought it was Ray. Was it was Ray? Ray it was. I, it was either Ray or Shanique. I don't I think remember. It was, Shanique. It was Shanique. one of them. Okay. But I love. I love that quote. I was like, <laughs> this lady knows her value. Like, she knows what she brings to the table, and I respect it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So every time I'm going to like a workout class now, I always tell Andrew, like, I stay in the gym. Like, I'm like quoting that to him. He's like, it's, oh very, it's very good. It's a great quote. It's always relevant. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining oh. us, Molly. Thank yes, you for offering of your insight. And we will, of course, um, you know, be on the lookout for any updates on season two breaking news we'll let we'll talk about on the pod as soon as it happens and we'll have you back for season two awesome awesome all right bye thank you see you all right well are we ready to get into a little thirst corner we sure are let's do it Alrighty, so for our 85-year-old celebrities this week, we have an interesting um, bunch. Okay, so you said interesting, which leads me to believe it's not exactly like a stacked list. (laughs) I don't think they're hot. Okay. But, you know, they're interesting. But they they maybe have other things to offer. (laughs) Cool. Uh, We got Pope Francis. Love it. Super hot, obviously. <laughs> I guess I didn't realize he was 85. Like, all the popes are old, but, like, I popes, don't know. Like Popes, like, have no age in my mind. Like, they're, you're, how, how old are you? You're pope-aged. That's how old. Yeah, I mean, I like, but John Paul, like, lived for, like, 500 years, I dude, think. Dude was, like, a thousand for real. <laughs> it was really crazy. Um, Lois Lowry. Okay, yeah, I remember her books. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm like, great. <laughs> good for her. Good for her. Still kicking. So now we got two former hot guys, uh, Robert Redford and Warren Beatty. Daddy Redford. Okay. This is fantastic because this 
plays into my thirst corner in a little bit. So I knew Redford would that in mind. Daddy Redford for sure. Okay, so we also have Engelbert Humperdink. What? That's not real. Hold on, I gotta Google this. Not a real name. Are you kidding me? What? Engelbert Humperdinck. Let's see. Okay, so. Screaming. That is the best name ever. He is a, um, he is a British pop singer who is, who's been described as one of the finest middle of the road balladeers around. That is, what a specific title. Uh, Middle of the road balladeers. Humperdinck has sold more than 140 million records worldwide. What the fuck? How have we never heard of this dude? Humperdinck. I love it. He's great. Instead of changing my name to Andrew's name, do you think I should just change my last name to Humperdinck instead? I do too. I really do. Okay, perfect. I'm glad we agree. Wow. Okay, so next up on here is one of my mom's biggest thirst, uh, Chris Christopherson. That is random of her. It's very random, but she Why? lived in the 70s. What, what work of what work of his does she, you know, specifically like? He was in uh, the original, not the original, there's been like four of them, but the third version of The Star is Born, the one with Barbara Streisand. Ooh, yeah, okay. That's yeah. her vibe. Gotcha. Yeah, so she was really into that. Okay, great. Okay, so um, I don't really know who else is on here that like we know. Um because all of these other ones, uh, Lewis Gossett Jr. So he's there. Okay. Ooh, uh, Bruce Dern. I love Bruce Dern. Oh, like Laura Dern's dad? Yeah. Yeah. He's bomb as hell. Uh, one of my least favorite people on the planet, Kenneth Copeland. I don't know who that is. He's like the richest televangelist. Oh. He's like worth gross. like 800 million or something like that. Oh, if you remember, um, I hate televangelists. Like, Early on in the pandemic, he had that video of like he was like blowing away COVID. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, that's that guy. him. Okay. Yep, him. Oh geez. <sighs> yeah, I don't think there's anyone else really on here uh, that we like really identify with. No. All right. I, yeah, that's the thing about the like upper 80s is um, you get yeah, less right. of them, but usually you you get a couple like home home runs. I mean, I feel like Warren Beatty and Robert Redford are both really good yeah and and I guess Chris Christopherson if we're talking from your mom's corner (laughs) um all right well we have to get into a very important thirst corner that I've brought for you today because as we've discussed previously I am slowly but surely working my way through the Marvel movies um and I'm just furious at everyone for not telling me that the Winter Soldier fucking slaps okay Let's talk about the ways that this movie slaps. I watched this the other day. And first of all, it's just a well-constructed movie. Like it actually is just a well-done yeah. movie. The plot makes sense. It's not overly complicated. It's easy to follow. Like it is just a clear, concise movie. Love that. Very unmarvel of it to just be like a normal fucking movie trajectory. Um, two, it's very DC centric. It almost all of it takes place in Washington DC and you can tell yep. they actually filmed a lot of it in DC. 
because like you, I recognize all the streets and stuff, which was really fun for me having lived in DC. I always love like a DC movie. So that was great location, five out of five. Um, <laughs> I loved the, there were parts of this movie that were very like, kind of like realistic that were funny. They weren't, they weren't like intending to be funny that, but there are parts that I found funny just because they were realistic. Like a lot of the apartments and stuff that they're in are just like these like shitty normal DC yep. apartments, which I love. Like, I'm like, it's Captain America. You can't put him up in like a little bit nicer place than this like no. shitty walk up in DC. <laughs> like, But they give him like this shitty apartment. The Falcon lives in like some rando house, probably out in like Fairfax or something. Like, it's just, it's so funny to me. I was like, these are just like, some normal ass houses and I love that like they don't live in like the fucking Iron Man mega mansion or whatever like these guys are just out here chilling like so I loved like it had a lot more kind of like I would say realistic elements to it than some of the other Marvel movies which was fun and like there's a part where they're just like in the mall like at the Apple store like there's all kinds of just kind of like normal stuff which was cool um and then there's the Winter Soldier himself, who is now my favorite Marvel character far and away. Um, I knew I would like him because I love Sebastian Stan, but he is just such a good character. First of all, sexy as hell. He's dirty. He's gone. <laughs> mysterious. He's everything I like. He's got like long stringy hair. Like he is there for me. I love it. But also, he actually has, like, a dark backstory. Yeah. He has depth to his character. He's conflicted. He's torn. Like, he's actually, like, a well-written character. He, his acting is running laps around everyone else in this movie. I mean, he is going for it. And I love that. Well, that's usually one of the bigger issues on Marvel movies, just, like, as a, as, in general, is they typically have, like, somewhat weak villains because they don't really give them that much like pathos yeah. or much to do it's like all focused yeah. on the hero and, like the villain shows up with like 20 minutes to spare and is like hey i'm gonna destroy the world and they're like oh i must stop you but yeah, yeah like i agree with you like sebastian stan like killed it like in the movie and like really did a great job yeah he just has a great character arc and yeah it's it's cool because there's actual depth to him so you're not just like like you said like oh the bad guys just like come down to destroy earth and it's like why and you're like oh that's not important right now like which is what i have been asking all the previous marvel movies i'm just like but why why is this person doing this like and they're like well, we don't know like but we have to stop it and i'm just like okay cool but no this is actually like there's background to it it makes sense like he actually has this full backstory like he's very well developed as a character like it was it was really good um and then like also black widow's actually cool in this movie this is the first yep. time she's been cool um one they let her drop the accent finally so she's just like normal now Two, she actually like is not annoying. Like she's not just like walking around with a chip on her shoulder the entire time. She's actually like helpful and cool in this movie. So she's like going in the right direction. And then I also really liked Falcon, which I didn't really know anything about Falcon, but he's really cool too. Um, so that was like a fun little addition that I wasn't expecting. So I know, I feel like once you hey. get done with this, you might really enjoy the Falcon and the Winter Soldier See, series. yeah, I kind of want to watch that now because yeah. I'm like, oh, wait, I love Winter Soldier and I love Falcon. So like, I might be into that. Um, but yeah, no, I really unexpected. I really like actually thoroughly enjoyed this movie and it was fun I felt I felt very validated because the girlies on the pod also were like five out of five on this one they both loved it too so like we're all in a, all the girlies are in agreement over here <laughs> um also dare I say sexiest Marvel movie I mean yeah. 
this one is thirsty like it's great we've got really sexy sebastian stan running around we've got i mean i don't love chris evans as captain america that's like my hang up is that i only like him in other things i really don't like him as captain but in this he got a little better so i think maybe he is like improving like he's going in the right direction and then um I mean, there's a lot of other hotties in this movie too. We've got, as I said before, Daddy Robert Redford is in this movie. He's like the bad guy or like one of the bad guys, which is awesome. Um, You're missing like two of my like sexiest ladies ever, which you have like Haley Atwell. She's like an old age makeup, but like I don't give a shit. And then hey, uh, Emily Van Camp, like are both yes. like, super hot. I know those. That was a fun addition. I like her being the little secret agent who lives next yeah. door thing. That was a fun plot twist. And also, yes, I forgot to mention that. I love that we get back to the Peggy Carter Captain yeah. romance. I love that it's back. I love that he still goes and visits her, even though she's old. Do you think they bone? I think they bone, even though she's old. Um, I'd have to spoil things for you if I told you. Okay, great. Well, I'm really excited just hearing that prospect. So, <laughs> um, yeah, because I think they bone for sure. So really glad that that's happening. I was, I was, I was like legit like tearing up when he went to like visit her and was like talking with her and stuff. I was like my heart. So that made me really happy. Um, and then yeah, there's some other cool people in this too. There, I think I I texted you about one of them. His name's Frank Grillo. He is the He's like the guy who's kind of like the head soldier, like under yeah. captain who then turns on captain. And um, he was in the first three Purge movies and he's been in a lot of like action movies and stuff, but I feel like he's not very notable, but like I recognize like his face when I see him and I really like him. So it was exciting that he was in it. And then Alan Dale, who prominently played a character on the OC was one of the other guys on the the shield slash Hydra like board of directors kind of thingy and he was only in it for a few minutes but I just get excited when I see him he's like an older older dude but he's cool um and then I also like to focus on Nick Fury I thought that that was fun yeah. like we haven't gotten a lot of like backstory on him yet or like really just any amount of real time doing character development with him. He just kind of shows up for like five minutes and just pops in and is like, hey, like, here's your assignment. I'm doing this thing. Okay, I'm Nick Fury, bye. So like, this was cool because we actually kind of got to like chill with him for a while and like get to know him as a character. So that was fun. Um, Oddly enough, like, it's not really that much of a spoiler because it's like prequel, but like really like probably like, I love um, Samuel L. Jackson and this, but like, I feel like his actual best Marvel movie is actually Captain Marvel because okay. it's a uh, prequel to everything. So I think it takes place in like 1991-ish. Yeah, um, I, heard, I know that it's set in like the 90s, I think. So, so okay. it's like kind of like young Sam Jackson and like he's really, really fun in that. Like he's probably like my favorite part of the entire movie is just like young Sam Jackson like doing random shit and like it's great. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I that one I'm sure is going to be in my lineup soon that I'll watch eventually but um yeah I mean overall just like thirst abounds this was a great mm -hmm. movie so I'm very happy is the uh, Guardians the next one that they're gonna watch yes Guardians of okay. the Galaxy which I have seen I've actually seen both Guardians of the Galaxy um, I'll be curious if they do uh, Age of Ultron or not is the one I'm curious about yeah we'll see if they do they haven't said yet I don't know that one's real messy yeah i'm not it's probably old. my least favorite marvel film of all time yeah it's just like it's just like a lot going on um there's okay. some like good parts of it 
but like it's just like it just doesn't connect like as a whole movie overall okay yeah well that's how i felt about the first avengers movie too so i don't know we'll see this one's like five times oh, like no. <laughs> that whatever oh, shit. whatever okay. issues you had no, with the avengers this one's All just right. like literally like i'm not even gonna i'm like it doesn't really care because it's like not that big of a spoiler but like yeah one of the plot points in it is like thor is sad and tries to um do thunder to a pool of water and i don't really remember exactly why because it wasn't really like that meaningful and that's a good 20 minutes of the movie okay that sounds thrilling love that that for me (laughs) great thank you so much (laughs) all right well who who have you brought for your thirst for the week so uh, I was trying to catch up on some Academy Award uh, like acting movies. Okay. So I watched um, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, which had Jessica Chastain in it. She was really good. Probably like deserves her Oscar. But then I also watched uh, Spencer on Hulu, which is the um, oh, Kristen the Stewart. Kristen Stewart one. Yeah, yeah, I heard that was good. It's good. It's really weird. It's really, really weird. Um, it's basically all like the whole entire part of the movie is taken like over like a Christmas weekend that like the royal family spends like on a castle out in the middle of nowhere kind of. Yeah. In the meantime, like this is kind of like towards the end of Charles and Diana's like marriage. Mm-hmm. And this is also when like Diana is like kind of going insane. Mm-hmm. So like a portion of the movie is spent with Diana seeing the ghost of Anne Boleyn. Okay, that sounds fun. Yes, that's what I mean. This movie is weird, but I really enjoyed it. <laughs> okay, okay. No, yeah. I, it sounds like something I'd be into, honestly. Like, I love, like, sad Diana movies. It's, like, a vibe. <laughs> but I kind of like this one because, like, at first I was a little disappointed because I thought they would be more of, like, Diana's life versus just, like, hey, we're just taking this, like, one weekend but I kind of liked it more that we just did it this way. Like, yeah, overall. it's more like a character study versus yeah. like a, yet another like documentary style thing of like her whole life. So actually, I think this is like the best performance I've seen Kristen Stewart do and would probably argue like it's probably one of the best acting performances and like should have deserved more awards. However, like it's not very like big it's all like kind of subtle on her being sad and not really like yelling yeah. or being super emotive or anything, which is like not really what wins you awards. Right. But I enjoyed the hell of it. And it's just like sad Diana being sad Diana. And she looks exactly like Diana to the point of it being creepy. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen pictures of her from the movie and I'm like, that's, that's good. I like that. <laughs> yes I like that thank you (laughs) so all respect to her awesome yeah I love that Kristen Stewart has turned into like actually like a great actress and like she was just kind of like overshadowed by the whole Twilight train for like the longest time but like she's actually really good what's crazy is like same with like same with Robert Pattinson yeah like oh wait they're actually both really good actors like who knew (laughs) I think it was like either in the middle of or like right after Twilight she was winning like super fancy like French acting awards and stuff like that like she was like getting like recognized like almost like immediately after Twilight's over so like 
for a bit now like I, it's funny to me because some people will pop, call up and be like oh wow like Robert Pattinson's good like oh wow Kristen Stewart's good I'm like no they've been like putting in work for like at least like seven years or so yeah. ever since like Twilight's been out yeah no good for them love it all right well I guess that about wraps it up any random chatter yeah, speaking of which, uh, which I might do tonight, uh, the Batman came to HBO Max this week. Fuck yeah. Yeah, so I'll be watching it I'm again. ready. My body is ready. Yeah. <laughs> it's back. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, um, I'll be watching that again. Faux show. And this time I can pause it for bathroom breaks, which is exciting. <laughs> that and my like favorite TV series, Better Call Saul, is coming back. So I'm like real happy this week. Is this the final season? This is. Um, well, they kind of did what Breaking Bad did. So they're like splitting it into two parts. But mm. yeah, it's the final season. Gotcha. All right, cool. You would love uh, Kim Saul's like girlfriend on the series. She's like one of my favorite female characters I've ever seen. I know, but I'm not going to get into it because I can't get into like the whole lore of like Breaking Bad plus Better Call Saul. Like I just can't. Like it's too much. <laughs> I can't go down that road. To That's funny because like... I don't know. I feel like it's harder to get people on Saul because like Breaking Bad, like everyone's seen it. Everyone loves it. Stuff like that. But then like no one tunes in for Better Call Saul for whatever reason. I just, I don't know. I'll never be into either. I don't know. Did you watch Breaking Bad? I've seen episodes here and there. Doesn't do anything for me. Interesting. Because I mean, like it's, (laughs) it's sad enough for you. Like it (laughs) It is, it's, it's a sad drama, which I'm into, but I also really don't like, um, I really don't like like anything involving drugs like I don't like like drug dramas oh interesting I don't like drug dramas I don't like like organized crime dramas I really don't like anything in that category Hmm. like I just never have like I can't do that I can't do um like Sons of Anarchy even though that guy is so fucking hot I just can't do it um I like I can't do like Narcos like none of that can't do Ozark like I don't like any shows like that Huh. yeah that's interesting i just think they're i just think they're so boring i don't know i just can't i wish you could like skip to saul because it's not really about crime it's mostly about like lawyers it's like usually like what it's more about than anything else yeah i don't really love like law shows though either like i don't like that that side of stuff usually which is funny because you're really into true crime i know but i only like the i only like the uh the crime side of it i really only like the murders (laughs) but not but not organized crime murders i think those are boring because there's no motive there's no like there's nothing interesting about that i'm like yeah you shot him for money or drugs or whatever cool thrilling so you're not even like a law and order fan like i like no i've never watched i've never watched law and order no never watched svu none of that no that's weird i always pegged you as like a law and order fan no people people always assume i'm gonna be like a huge svu fan never been into it no hmm interesting yeah i I, but for the most part i I also don't really love like like scripted shows like that like i don't like all the like ncis's and csi's and all all that stuff i've never been into that i i like criminal minds because it's specifically dealing with like the fbi and serial killers but that's like my only one that i'm into see like i don't ever watch law and order but like oddly enough i find it really comforting like i can see I that know. people love people love like svu as like a comfort show which is funny because it's all about like rape and murder but like 
yeah people are into that which I get because I mean I watch like forensic files as a comfort show <laughs> I mean like I don't know I could feel like I could fall asleep to law and order because like no one's screaming like you know it's gonna it's just a bunch of talking like, it's, just, it's very yeah, formulaic it's like very, yeah, yeah I get that <laughs> that's how I feel about forensic files it's just the same narrator just telling you the same stories kind of over and over again and there's like a very concise format it's it's great very soothing <laughs> nice all right you got any shows or movies coming up that you excited about Oh man, um, not really. I feel like I've I've kind of caught up on some of my shows recently and now I'm doing this Marvel thing. So that's kind of keeping me busy. Um, I, I am slowly watching the new season of Bridgerton, but like, I don't care. Hmm. I'm just watching because I watched the first season, but like, I, I don't know. Oh. Like I just, the hype over Bridgerton is just totally unwarranted to me. Like, am I adding to it by watching it? I guess. Sure. Like I watch it, but it's just like, it's like something to watch in the background. Like I don't, I don't get why people love this show. Like I'm like, sure. It's fine. It's like something to do, but I mean, it's fun to look at the costumes and stuff are fun, but it's, it's not a good show. <laughs> like, just, I don't know. Like, and, and people are like, Oh my God, it's my Shonda. And I'm like, this is not my Shonda. Like, this is not the Shonda that I live by. <laughs> like, I don't know about y'all, but yeah, I feel like Shonda really lowered her standards when she made the deal with Netflix. And she's like, sure, Netflix, I'll help you pump out some crap. <laughs> okay, so Shonda's one thing, but like, I feel like at least like Shonda understood the assignment. Whereas like Ryan Murphy, whatever he's been doing at Netflix, I like, I'm not into what he's doing at no, all. No, it's really no, I don't know bad. what's going on over there. I don't acknowledge that side of Ryan Murphy. No, <laughs> we don't it's... talk about that. Like... <laughs> no, it's like, it's like real cringy over there. No, I, no, 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 thank you. Um, stick to your, stick to your FX shows, my dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, Sean's is like giving the people what they want. It's just not like what I want. <laughs> Yeah, Kelsey was real mad about um, Bridgerton because there wasn't enough sex, according to her. So says everyone about the second season. I'm not very far into it yet, so I don't, I haven't gotten a full lay of the land in terms of the sex or lack thereof, but from what I've heard, people are disappointed, and I mean, that's literally, like, why you're watching Bridgerton, so I get it. I mean, yeah, makes sense. Like, that, that's what we're here for. It's not like the plot is good. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like you go into a Marvel movie and they don't punch each other and you're like, well, what the heck? Like, they're supposed I, to be some punching. See, no, I know. Like, I don't want to see a Marvel movie where they're all just friends having the best time. Like, come no. on. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, I guess that about wraps it up then. All right. Peace and blessings, yo. Peace and blessings. <laughs>